0: And as you're seated, you might see a flurry of activity here behind us as we get some chairs set up. We're well into our series. This is actually the last week of our relationship series called Home Improvements. And so this is kind of the culmination of that in a lot of ways because we are doing a panel where throughout this series, you guys will have seen the cards uh, in in the seat backs in front of you that were distributed to have questions your questions that we're going to try to answer. So we're excited to be able to do this. We've got our, our full team here, We've, and, and Debbie's handing out mics and good, good there. So we're going to get started, and she's going to introduce the team for us.
1: All right. Okay, good morning, everybody. How are you? You probably know Glenn. <laughs> Well, for those of you who don't know, Glenn and I are the pastors here at Faith Tabernacle Church. <laughs> Beside me, I have Am I calling you Emmanuel? <laughs> Emmanuel and Aflaki Olu. Ola, Yes, um, Katrina Salik and Timothy Thomas. So we have been getting... Yeah, yeah, welcome. We have been getting together with your questions over the past few weeks. We've had some very interesting, exciting um, conversations, very heated conversations from time to time, lots of Bibles open, and uh, seeking wisdom, because we don't have the answers to everything, but we know the God who does. So hopefully we're going to be able to share some of that wisdom with you today.
0: So we did get quite a few questions, and we had to narrow it down. So if your question doesn't get answered, send us an email, we'll do our best. But it's like, so we had to narrow it down a little bit, so we're gonna try and pick on a few of those, and um, yeah, we'll all chime in, and just know that we're, the intention here is to try to bring some wisdom, um, understanding that each of you has your own context, right? So you'll have to remember that when you're considering applying this to your own life, that certain situations require certain things. We, start with, we thought we'd start with some easier questions, so um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna direct this one towards Debbie. And say, is it okay for a woman to ask out a man?
1: That's a good question. And we thought we were starting with some easy questions until we got into discussion and looking at the scriptures. And there are no easy questions. Um, My thoughts on this, is it okay for a girl to ask out a guy? Um, Yes and no.
0: That's a diplomatic answer. It doesn't
1: really answer your questions. In the Old Testament, we see Ruth. Uh, In the story of Ruth, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to go into um, a lot of detail about some of the scriptures that we're sharing, but if you want more, you can always email or ask. Um, Ruth went to Boaz, and he ended up uh, being her husband. So she went to him, but that wasn't the norm that we saw happening. Um, I chased Glenn.
0: Hard to believe, isn't it? It's true.
1: I didn't ask him out, but I did chase him. Uh, I let him know that I was interested, I just wanted to make sure that he knew that if, if there was any interest that I also was interested. Um, so yeah, but girls think about it too. If he doesn't step up and be the first to ask you out, then, then you just need to watch, does he step up? Because eventually if it goes on to something like marriage. You, you want a man who's gonna step up and lead. So um, just, just be careful with that, right? What else did I have down here? Yeah, I just, yeah, just don't exp- beg.
0: Expressing interest is fine. And it's like, we're yeah. not saying, it's like saying, hey, you wanna go for coffee? There's nothing wrong with that, but we're talking about like really yeah, yeah. S- strong initiatives. And you can
1: ask out, but don't beg. Girls and guys, don't beg. That's not attractive, yeah. just saying.
2: Do you mind if I chime in? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah okay. Hello, church. Uh, so I think my take on that would be-
0: uh, Microphone. There okay, you can go. you okay? Yeah. Yeah, hold your mic up close. So I
2: would say that um, I, w- I kind of found this survey recently. It's about 12 months ago. They took the survey in the North American continent where they find uh, that women. Uh, the, the survey shows about 12% of the North American women are the only ones who expressed interest or asked a man out. So what I have to come to un- uh, understand is that women overwhelmingly desire a man to ask them out. So um, for me, it's something that I struggle with. I find it challenging as well. And I mean, I seek wisdom and you know, from a lot of people here, I can see some faces that, you know, that I, I reach out for help and all that. But what I do want to say is that I have to realize that um, I would never have an Adam's moment. What do I mean by that? Like Adam, God caused Adam to go to sleep, and then he woke up, boom, there was Eve. <laughs> That's not going to happen to me. So I think I have to take that step out in faith, believing that God is going to bring someone to me. And of course, when I do that, there's two things I always keep in mind, and that would be I see certain things that I love to see in a, in a person, uh, in my future spouse. Are they marriable? Kind of thing. Those things, of course, I won't know everything at that point. And also, when I do that, just kind of have a sense of clarity. Hey, this is what I'm looking for. I'd love to know you more. You want to go for a cup of tea or coffee or things like that. So just to kind of set that tone and clarity is so much important, rather playing games or being flirty and those kind of things. is not going to go anywhere. So I would just say encourage people, young men, especially who are single, uh, just do that. I think it's just an encouragement challenge. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So don't be flirty. I <laughs> hope you guys heard that. All right, let, let's, in order to get into this. Okay. Okay. Here's another good question. How do you know when you're ready for marriage? (laughs) Chances are, if you have to ask that question, you're probably not. No, just, okay, no, sorry. (laughs) In some ways, none of us are really 100% ready to get married. We think we are. But because it is a different, it is different, right? So there's a, there's a uh, you step across the threshold, literally and figuratively when you get married. But there's, there's, I would say that there's some things that you can kind of think of. One thing that comes out of that when it comes to marriage is this idea of uh, being mature enough to, to realize that marriage is about mutual surrender and sacrifice, that when you're getting married, you're willing to say, I'm, I'm ready to, to, to serve this person, to love this person, to be sacrificial with this person. I think that's pretty important. Greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friend. Well, that's kind of that sense of if, if you're in a place where you can think about that for the future, for the rest of your life with a person, that's probably a pretty good indication. And another thing, there's, there's really, I think it's important to be able to have people in your lives that you can draw on the wisdom of some people around you that can speak into your life that actually would know both of you enough to be able to say you know what it's like yeah I can see you guys are on that path but have you considered this or or to be honest enough and to sit you down and say dude yeah you are nowhere near ready for marriage you need to grow (laughs) up a little bit right so just just to be able and if those people aren't in your life I would suggest you should have those people in your life. Like honestly, with me, part of it was my parents were that way. Like even when I was an adult, it wasn't a it wasn't a like a, a weird thing. But it's like you know, I knew, I knew I could trust my parents, and that they would kind of steer me right. And I had pastors and some people in my life. So those are a couple of things that really you know would speak to that. Emmanuel, did you have something you wanted to add to that?
3: Yes, um, <clears throat> I think the first thing is that um, marriage is a gift from God. We need to realize that and. Um, For me, there's always a knowing in your spirit when you're ready. You can't struggle with it. You would definitely know that, yes, I'm ready. And um, I'm going to talk from men's perspective and the other side as well. So, as a man, you must know that you are ready to take up that responsibility. Like, yes, I'm, I'm a leader. I need to lead this home because God has placed that. I mean you need to think through it as well because it might be difficult at times maybe challenging like man am i sure i'm making the right decision but once you're once you are guided by the holy spirit definitely you know what to do and god will definitely guide you now let's look at um, the fruit of the Spirit. um i also need to stick it out which is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control in the areas of self-control, we'll be able to know that men, uh, once I make up my mind to go ahead with this, <laughs> I'm not looking at any other place. Because truthfully, at some point in the journey, we discover that man, uh, yeah, that lady is beautiful, that guy is beautiful. But the moment you've made up your mind that man, I'm ready to go for this, there's no going back. Yeah. So we need to be self-assured that man, you are ready for it. And part of that is not just being ready, finances being able to take up that responsibility decision making and also ensure that it's not a decision both parties need to work together to ensure that they achieve this together you also need to think about in terms of your opinion does your opinion count that person must be able to like you you guys need to listen to each other thank you
0: yeah
4: see where this is going
0: right okay
4: so just uh, from my perspective, my experience, how did I know I was ready or he is the one you know, to get married too? I had peace with me. And he said, oh, peace, peace, peace. Okay, no. I had peace, no restriction, no hesitation. I was good. And the feeling, the best way to put the feeling into words is I just felt at home with him. I just felt uh, this is home for me. This is where I should be. Yeah. Those are
0: the things I mean, yeah. yeah, it's good. We had that experience too, yeah, for can sure. Yeah, can I a couple of
2: things to that? Yeah, if that's okay.
0: <laughs> Only if it's short, Timothy, yeah, all right? Sure,
2: yeah. I just remember, I think it was two years ago, um, I, was, uh, I went to, uh, at, that, at that time, Pastor John was the senior pastor here at church. So I needed some help, some practical wisdom. So I went to him asking, and he gave me a premarital counseling. You heard of what? It was premarital counseling, it was just me across him. And, so that's uh, pre, pre, pre. Yes, right. Which was really cool. I think it was gold. I think I learned a ton of information, like wisdom from him. And uh, two things he said kind of stuck with me. One he said, make sure that person is grounded in Jesus. Yeah. So the way you can test that is when something goes wrong or someone messes up, where do they run? Do they run to God or do they run away from God to someone else? So that was like really kind of stuck with me. Second thing he said was that is there a growing resolve to solve problems and to navigate difficult situations in life. Because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So when that comes, are you able to navigate through that? Are you trying to get through the other side? Hey, I love this relationship, I love you as a person. Let's work together through this kind of thing. And the last thing he said is um, just bringing life and, and pushing you as a person towards God, the willingness to come alongside and journey with you. Uh, whatever God's called you to do. So those three things he said, like let, let none of these things be f- um, focused on wishful thinking, fantasy, or what the Hollywood says, but let's be grounded in truth and reality is what he said. So yeah. uh, just two things, yeah.
0: Yeah, can you, yeah, Kitty, you're up next. Something I'll just throw in there is like, um, as far as readiness goes, sometimes we date a person's potential And we need to be careful of that sometimes. Like over time, that's what the dating process is for. Um, Do we see the potential in this person that is unrealized because understand that their potential is their potential and who they are is not their potential? The potential's there, but does that make sense? Maybe I just confused the issue. So we'll we'll go to the next question. (laughs) So some here might still be single and be thinking that maybe another alternative would be better. Um, what do you do in the season of waiting? When you're waiting, uh, you're single, you're looking for a spouse. Katrina, could you speak to that?
5: Yeah, sure. Good morning, church. Um, What do you do in your season of waiting? Number one is find your purpose. Look at Ruth. Ruth forsake what was comfortable and familiar, went into a new land, um, cling to the god of Israel and start gleaning in the field all day she wasn't distracted she didn't look to her left and right she wasn't she didn't even know that what was in the vicinity she was just working diligently and faithfully so go after that god-given dream in your heart or or the things that you're passionate about don't wait don't put your life on hold thinking that once I'll get married I'll start doing what god um, calls me to do no do it now plow your field cultivate your gifts work on that assignment and calling and Ephesians 2.10 says that uh, we are God's workmanship. We are cr- created to do good works um, that God has prepared for us to do. And number two, go deeper in your relationship with God. Um, the best time to make the most of every opportunity is while you're single. 2 um, second, uh, second Corinthians 7, I think 32-35 30 says that you can spend time doing God's work Um, on the level that the married people cannot because of their greater responsibilities. So um, go deep in your relationship, God. Um, um, Grow in in your intimacy with God. Um, Use this time to invite God to work in your issues. Use this time to heal from a previous um, broken relationship. And one foundational truth that you have To understand as an individual is that what Colossians 2.10 says, that you are complete in Christ. I am complete in Christ. Complete means whole, full, not lacking anything. I'm sorry to disappoint, but your spouse is not going to complete you.
0: Preach it, (laughs) sister.
5: Yes, you don't. You don't go into marriage putting a heavy weight on your spouse, no, asking them good. to feel that void that only God can feel, asking them to fix an inner wound that only God can mm. can fix. Mm. So, um, and one more thing, because I always hear this. I always hear this in the movies. Your spouse is not your better half. Um, marriage is about two whole individuals coming together, um, complementing each other. For the purpose and for the glory of God that even goes beyond and, than creating a family. It's also about the legacy you're leaving you're leaving behind and the next generation that will honor God because, as the fruit of your marriage. So you are complete in Christ. And number three, um, prepare yourself. Galatians 5, 22-23 talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. So develop a godly character and go serve. Go serve the church. Volunteer. Go for mission trips. And um, learn a new skill, like learn how to cook or bake. And then um, put your finances in order. And don't never forget along the way, have fun. Go see places. Treat yourself with ice cream. (laughs) Yes, and cheesecake. Because the thing is, if you're not having fun, waiting can feel like it's forever. So don't be so fixated in getting to the other side that you miss out the beauty of the process. Yes, so.
0: I'm picturing a mic drop. Please don't. Yes.
5: Oh, one more thing. One more thing. So I'm just going to summarize. Pursue passion. Pursue your purpose. Pursue God like never before. Prepare yourself. And one more encouragement for the singles. Don't compare your journey to somebody else's. True. Um, True. Celebrate with them. Yeah. Rejoice with them, and don't be so emotionally distracted that getting a relationship and getting married has become a strong idol in your life that you miss out the opportunity of how God can work in and through you at this season. So trust His timing.
2: So um, I think I don't know what else I can add to what just Katrina said. <laughs> she pretty much covered everything. But I would wanna say though is, I would, unashamedly I would say I would, I, would, uh, I, would, uh, I would love to get married. I mean, of course, come on people. Like, you know, that's, that's one of the greatest gifts God's given to mankind. Uh, for what? To know him more and to sanctify us. To get him closer to get closer to him, and that 's one of the greatest gifts God's given to us, yeah. so I do desire to get married, but then I do also believe God's also ordained a season of singleness in your life, so I think what Katrina said just to kind of add a footnote to that would be um, let's not rush let 's not miss the chapter of singleness in our life and and just pining a way for the next season in our lives so yeah. just kind of enjoy that moment yeah. because As Paul says clearly, uh, I think in Corinthians, where he says um, that um, the gift of singleness is where you give an undistracted devotion to God. You just pour yourself by serving him, local church, family, global missions, all that Katrina said. But, yeah, just not rush through that, but just, like, uh, keep in pace with God. If you're longing to be married, ask God. He's not going to withhold the gift from you. It's his gift that's given to us ask him and plead with him he will bring the right person with you but as you do that do not miss the chapter of singleness just one and go bring some someone alongside you where you can meet and then he'll take you to the next season in your life so that's yeah.
0: good timothy thank you for that and something i'll just throw in there real quick um and this isn't meant to be a slight but sometimes we do this sometimes we're living a life as a two or three out of a 10, and we're looking for a spouse that is a nine or a 10 out of 10, but we're not willing to invest in ourselves in that process. So it's like, hey, if you're looking for a princess, be a prince. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so um, Afeleki, overcoming the feeling of being hidden or overlooked in that process. Um, <laughs>
4: um, again, I'll just use my, my experience. Um, while I was waiting, I was asking God why, is, we are in my school, we had six close friends, everybody had boyfriend and stories to tell, and I was there, it was more like I was overlooked for a long time, like God, what is happening? What's happening, I'm beautiful, I'm, <laughs> yeah. why, am I, why is nobody looking? And what I realized is God was protecting me, my husband is my first love, very strangely for me, and I asked for it, I said God, I wanted, a lot of things and he gave me my husband right I asked God when he came along the Holy Spirit was telling me to wait and I'm like I've been waiting for a long time why do I need to wait an additional more and it was there for like a year just you know hanging. <laughs> <laughs> he used the word hanging, yes, hanging in the balance the Holy Spirit was teaching me so many things along the way and I needed to learn that yeah. before I get into the phase. and so what do you do when you long to be loved, when you like to be, I'm a very much a person, I like to be hugged and all that. And even in the evenings, it's very strange, I talk to the Holy Spirit a lot, I ask him, God, I really need a hug right now, um, before I go to bed. And I'm not lying, I feel, I just cuddle in bed, I'm like, God, I need a hug, and I feel like this embrace. Mm-hmm. And I remember the scripture that comes to me is, um, I think Psalm 93 where he says, to you, covers you with your wings, and I sleep beautiful. Yep. So what do you do? Wait in God. Ask for his face. Seek his face. And so I think she, was, she talked about what do you do while you wait. The simple answer, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Mm-hmm. He'll teach you what to do. He'll lead you in the way you should go. Is the helper, and he will help you. Yeah, That's what yeah, I have to say.
0: That's awesome. I think that the Corinthian scripture, there's 1 Corinthians 7.32, if you're, if you're jotting down notes about the being, you know, when you're single, you can focus on God and you've got that time.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm sorry. I think I also need to talk from the angle of men because um, it's very easy to wait for them. But at that point, if you're sure that this is the right person, the first thing for you to do is don't be distracted. Just keep telling them, man, you are my wife. I mean, at some point, she stopped picking my call. She stopped responding to mails. But the good thing is that we always see ourselves on Sundays at church. But I wasn't distracted. I, was, I, I kept that focus that, man, God, you showed me. And um, also, I think also, we need to understand the fact that during the season of waiting, we also need to be familiar with the environment, because some people will tell you, man, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Meanwhile, the time is, there's some, someone just like lined up by the side saying, man, I'm knocking. You also need to open that door for me. So for me, is that you need to remain focused, don't be distracted, just keep trusting God that everything will work out fine.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Here's an interesting question that I will try to give a pastoral response to. How do you differentiate between lust and attraction? And, uh, and then the second half of it is, what can you do to help control the physical passion while developing a loving romantic relationship? So this, this idea of, we live in a very sexualized world. We're surrounded, we're inundated, in, inundated by lust uh, seeks to satisfy self. It objectifies and it takes you towards sin. Lust is that thing of the eye when you see something and then in your brain, your brain starts to connect dots and take you down a road, right? It's like, and, 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 and I'm pretty sure people know what I'm talking about there. It's, it, I'd say it's more of a battle for men sometimes than women, but that's not, that's not totally the case, right? We're, we live in a world a day and age when it's like, Oh, that only happens to men. No, that happens to women too. But the idea with this is like with lust, identifying something as like, is this something that's selfish? Is this seeking my pleasure? Is this, it's like and godly attraction seeks to, to serve the other. Godly attraction is like, um, you know, it, it kind of brings out the best and triggers good thoughts and, and, and takes it to a, a good place. Whereas lust has, has a very dark side and, and no matter how much we kind of, um, try to to ignore it and say oh that's just being a man well no that's being a male being a man is way above that so so you know let's let's be be uh uh, aware of that that lust is real and it is something it comes out of self-control instead of that kind of control so um and here's another thing again to the guys sorry but I'm preaching to the guys in this moment don't live in the fantasy world that makes you think that getting married will fix lust. Hmm. If you have a problem with lust before your marriage, you will have a problem with lust after your marriage. Yeah. Deal with it now. Deal with lust now. And if you're married and you're still dealing with it, like, deal with it now. Just, just deal with it. It's, it's, just, it's, it's harmful. You want to say something? I can tell. I do. It might be the microphone.
1: Girls, as the mother of the house, can I just say, modesty is your friend. When it comes to um, the guys, if there is a lust problem, um, let's dress like we want to attract that godly attraction rather than that lust attraction. Am I allowed to say that? Yes. Just Thanks. did. <laughs> <laughs> Just a note from a mom to a girl.
0: Yeah.
4: So just um, address the other parts. When you said, how do you control your passion in a relationship? Um, First, set godly boundaries and see as much, you know, have people around, go to public places. Uh, I remember an incident where we were dating, my husband's favorite story, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, where (laughs) were home alone, I went visiting, and he stays on the second floor. So I went visiting and, you know, you, I, I was very strict. Even hugging, I'm like, don't hug me too much, <laughs> I'm Jesus, baby. I took it too far though, but don't hug me too much, because I know my kind of person. I'm very self-animation and I'm like, just set that boundary. And in this particular, he said, I could tell with his eyes, something is You know, the wavelength has changed. And he wanted to hug me. And I flew out of the door. (laughs) Went downstairs. You know, he was hugging me more than he should. And the hands were on. I'm like, oh, my God. I went down the stairs. Went downstairs. And he had to chase me. He said, calm down. I'm not raping you. Just come." I said, no, I'm going home. I I, I need to go now. Now. And what I learned is... First, what maybe what helped me to make that decision at that moment is because I made the decision way before. I said, and we already agreed, nothing before marriage. You can't make a decision when you're in that mood. Make it way ahead. It helps you. The Holy Spirit remind you of those decisions, and of all, you have to flee from all appearance of evil. For me. That was a big appearance of evil that was about to come. So I flee, literally flee. That's
0: That's great. Don't you <laughs> l- love these two, how honest they're being? <laughs> the, the North American comparison to that is like in the back seat with the windows steamed up is not the time to decide how far you're going to go. Right. Right. Make the decision long before you get there. We love you, Emmanuel. I think you're, sure, sure. I'll take a hug any day. we laugh, but it's all good. I have no idea where we are in my notes. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, I think I just found a place. Uh, just, just even the thought of sex before marriage, just to throw in there. Um, really, when we think about that and what it says in scriptures, one of the ways to even think about that is, is, is sex before marriage is like taking something that doesn't belong to you. It's like... Um, even if, no, I don't mean taking as in taking, but you know what I mean? It's like it's an exchange of a gift that's meant for a certain other place. And so, um, and sometimes, I guess we kind of, in the culture that we live in, we very much trivialize that. And I think it's, it's important for us to be able to uh, su- sufficiently embarrassed on that one. So we'll, <laughs> let's, um, let's, let's go to the next question as we, wow. Does anybody know how long we've been talking? Yeah. How long? Well, phew, we're doing all right then. 25 minutes, we can still go. Um, here's the next question. Uh, and it's kind of it's it's really in the context of a of a believer uh, like in a in a Christian relationship either pre-marriage or or in marriage. How do you balance how do you balance serving others, ministry involvement and all that stuff and a healthy relationship commitment? Okay, so you're involved, you're busy, you're plugged in, you're focused, you're committed, but you're also, you know, getting into a relationship. Um, Debbie, you want to speak to that?
1: Yeah, I'm just going to go back to that scripture that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, First Corinthians chapter 7, and it's verses 32 to 35. Um, I just want to highlight, but I can't read my Bible with my glasses on, so hold on. says i want you to be free from the concerns of this life an unmarried man can spend his time doing the lord's work and thinking how to please him but a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife his interests are divided in the same way a woman who is not married or has or who is no longer married or has never been married can be devoted to the lord and holy in body and spirit but a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. So balance really is um, important. Obviously, as, as believers, we know that serving God... Um, is a very high priority. But when we are married, when we do have families, we have responsibilities that we have to take care of and, and not to neglect those. Somebody yeah. else have thoughts? Uh, yes, um, for me, once I want to make
4: decisions about commitments, I first I have my priorities um, lined up. For me, it's God, my family, and in this order, my husband, children, and my other extended family, friends come and, you know, and the list goes on. So once I'm trying to make a decision about commitment, I look at my list. What is, you know, what do I need to do now? Who needs my attention more? And that's one. And because marriage is a partnership, yes, once one party is being overcommitted, the other person can, you know, be the check, so to say, that, you know, we need you at home right now. For instance, if my husband is working over time, day in day out, we don't see him. I'll just call him, we have a talk, communication is key. Yes. So we talk about it, we need you here, I need you, your children need you. I know you can't you know, make changes at this moment, but please walk towards it. So you're working as a team, basically. That's what yeah. we have to
0: say. Can you pass on yeah. Go ahead, no, go ahead, Emmanuel. Okay. Yeah. Another
3: thing we need also need to consider here yeah, is the fact that um, I think while we're dating each other, we need to also let our plans be open to each other. For example now, um, I won't say because I have a God-given assignment and um, five years or two years into the relationship and I'll say, okay, I'm going for missions. I mean, definitely something will suffer because there was no proper communication from the beginning. Both parties need to be aware of our goals and aspirations then basically we now start planning towards it. Like Afolake now, she has been mentioning um, going to school, studying animation, but the point here is that we can't just say, oh, Afolake, you have to start school tomorrow. Who's gonna pay the bills? (laughs) I mean, she's my helper. (laughs) I'm responsible to take that responsibility, but at the same time, she needs to give me that support because the kids are there, a lot of things need to be done. So goals and aspirations, we also need to, like, like she said, constant communication, both parties need to agree. And set a timeline, when do we start this, where do we get resources for it, how are we going to make it possible, how are we going to make it work. And uh, the second thing is that, which I want to say is that God will always give you someone that will support your dream. And that's, that's God's purpose in life. He will always give you that person that will see that the vision you're seeing, that assignment you're seeing. God will always give you somebody that will support that vision and assignment.
0: We know who has got the administrative gift in their family. Okay, you got to set. You got to have a goal. You got to set a timeline. You got to. Th- but yeah. But the idea there, take the communication thing. Like really run with that. Like communicate your goals, your aspirations, what you're believing for, and get that out there.
5: Okay. Um, I just want to add very quickly. I'll be quick. Um, f- First Corinthians fourteen thirty three says, "Whether in dating or marriage, God is a God of order." So I just want to emphasize one more thing. Do not overcommit. Sometimes in our pursuit, in our serving, we say yes to five different things all at the same time, and um, know that not all good ideas are God ideas, not all good opportunities are God opportunities, not all doors are God open doors. God's desire for us is to still seek wisdom, still seek discernment, and seek His will regarding how to make the most of our times in the most God honoring ways, Ephesians 5.15. So um, the danger there is doing more than what God has led us to do. Right. Yes, and sometimes when we say yes to five different things, five ministries in and out church, and then you throw this relationship on the mix and on top of that, it's too heavy. It might it might sink. So the goal there is let's not overcommit, but be fully committed to what the, God asked us to do.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and sometimes we... Uh we, we really put, um, I'll say ministry, or our commitments, or our jobs, and our relationships at odds to each other. And um, sometimes we can even get, like with, with Debbie, You know I've been involved in ministry in the church for years, like even long before we got married. And so um, there were times, there are seasons, when I am super committed and focused and, and have to really focus on something. But we have the relationship that there are times when Debbie has said to me, Glenn, it's too much, you need to pull back, you need to be aware that hey you know the kids are suffering or a relationship is something and you have to be in a place where you're, you receive that where you're like okay yeah I, I, I hear what you're saying like and that works both ways like with us and and so on like to be important to, to recognize that um, even when, which, when they read the scripture there what Paul was saying responsibilities a relationship is a responsibility mm-hmm. like that's important it's key like if you're married, that's a responsibility, and it's like, if that's, uh, I've always said that if, if I survive in ministry, you know, I do, like, and I thrive, and I succeed in ministry, but my, but my, my family suffers, my family fails, I've still failed. I could have, I mean, this church could be a thousand people, and if I lose my family in the process, I have failed. So, I think that's important to recognize, because it's, it's a calling as well.
2: And just to, uh, if, I, if I may add a footnote to that, I would say.
0: Um, there, Mike. So I would say that um, it's super, I think we talked
2: about it before, but I think it's super important to have um, a vision for your relationship. Um, and I think it's really important and even vital to have this conversation while you're dating, um, I would say. Uh, because I would, I think the Bible says that um, where there's no vision, people perish. And I really believe in that. And I think it's important to have that conversation while you're dating. Now, of course, it's not going to be a first date conversation or a second date, but you make sure you have that conversation, setting the tone and providing clarity. Hey, this is what God's called me to do. Uh, is it, like, it, This might require crazy hours um, you know, in the run of a year, or it, it may require this and that, opening our homes, uh, maybe living in a smaller budget. Are you okay with doing this kind of thing together? As God has called to do, do these things. That's awesome. The last thing I would want to add to that also would be is... Uh, I, I heard this recently, in an analogy which I thought was really powerful. He says that dating with no vision or goal is like going to a grocery store with no money. There's only two things can come out of that. One, either you leave unhappy or disappointed, or the last thing is you're going to take something that doesn't belong to you. So it's so important to have the vision as to what God's calling you, as in together, to do and that way God's kingdom can be established and God can sanctify you and fulfill the things that he has for you both together. Awesome. So,
0: I Hope you all taken notes, this is good stuff. Um, next question, what if there is a hesitation to take a relationship to the next level slash what are some red flags in a relationship? So let's kind of break that up in half. It's like, what if there's a hesitation to take a relationship to the next level?
1: I can remember when we were engaged, um, before our wedding, obviously, my sister came to me and she wanted to share a piece of advice that a man in her church had given her back when she was engaged. And he had basically told her that if you are not yet married, it is not too late to back away. So
0: I just think that's because she didn't like me and she wanted to make sure she had no, (laughs) but it's, anyway.
1: (laughs) And I really took that to heart. And I can remember walking down the aisle on my wedding day And looking at Glenn, knowing that if I felt any hesitation, it was not too late. I had not made that covenant before God yet. Um, But I looked at him and I had no hesitation whatsoever uh, in my heart that he was the right one for me. Um, So I just, I feel like if you have a hesitation, it might be time just to slow down. Doesn't necessarily mean that you need to walk away. But you need to figure out why is there that hesitation? Somebody else.
0: We're going to break this up a little bit. Let's let's throw in this this idea of we'll, we'll go back to that. But this thoughts of some red flags and, and Timothy and Emmanuel. I, I think you guys are kind of kind of go back and forth on this a little bit. And um, so so thoughts on on some red flags in a relationship where you're in a relationship and you're like, eh.
3: Okay. Um. One of the first things is lack of trust. Because if that trust is betrayal,
2: then that could be a red flag.
0: Yeah, so lack of trust. Timothy, something else? Um,
2: I would say do not mistake good men for godly men. Okay. Ooh! Do not mistake good men for godly men. So look for the fruits. Uh, look if they're bearing fruits in their lives. Look if they're serving, uh, and if they're passionate about what they're doing, You know, it's being calling, or whatever it might be. But look for that fruit, because anyone can say I'm a Christian, But let's look beyond that. Let's see, are they bearing fruit in the walk with God?
3: Okay. Another thing is um, any kind of abuse. Because um, Mm. if that person starts punching you (laughs) while you're dating, (laughs) I think you need to think twice before going out with that relationship. Because there's no way. Don't think that person will change in marriage. Because the moment they start... Forget it. Yeah. They definitely start increasing the.
0: And that goes both ways. Yeah. If there's abuse, no. put the brakes on. Yeah. Just absolutely. Timothy.
2: I would say uh, financial prudence. Um, can you trust them with your money? It's so important uh, because <laughs> it just it's life, right? Um, so that's important to kind of think that and and. Um, it's even more like how you, how they are dealing with money in their own lives, you know, being single and even dating and all that. And then, am I going to really trust them with my finances, with my children, and all that? So, that, yeah, that would be my red flag. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna look at that. Um,
3: is the person still angry with his or her ex? Maybe at every point in time, <laughs> where you're talking, <clears throat> kept referring back to oh, yeah. my ex, my ex, my ex. Man, definitely that person is not
0: ready. Yeah, mm. that's definitely a red flag. Um, I would say uh,
2: growing resolve um, to, uh, to commitment to serve God and to serve your future spouse. I don't know if it makes sense. It's just like the commitment that you have to serve God and to serve your future spouse. I'm, I'm kind of talking from really a dating perspective. Um, and because I know I think things will get difficult, uh, but I think the commitment that you're going to have, for, uh, of course, to God and for each other is what's going to bring you through the thick and thin it's what's going to keep you together not going to fall you know fall apart
0: okay um we're going to have to we're rent, we're almost uh, at the time. Uh, to tighten it up so i think what i'll get is somebody give katrina the mic real uh, quick and can you speak to the idea of the unresolved issue
5: oh um regarding hesitation yes if you're hesitating yes, um w- it's very important that before you assess it's a red flag you also need to assess and explore your own heart as well is there any unresolved issue in my life because if i have abandoned issue that my father left me when i was young then whatever this meant if he's late i would always take that as a red flag so that's why it's all so important in the season of waiting to heal yeah. so yeah. that it doesn't
0: so understand your own issues and 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 i'll say this love will wait do you know what i mean like if if you are committed to one another if you love one another You've got some time. It's just like if somebody says, well, if they give you a deadline, no, we have to have this by this. It's like, you know, you might need to wait. Okay, so we've got a chance for one more question. Which one are you pointing to? And I'm wasting time thinking about it. Um, this, this would be an interesting one, I'm sure. What is a healthy biblical view on leadership in marriage that doesn't give way to dominance or passivity, and what do you do if there's a breakdown in communication and understanding in the marriage? So let's combine that into one. So like, um, let's talk about this idea of partnership, uh, dominance, passivity. Afaleki, you want to start with that one?
4: Yes. Um, if I'll put my marriage, using my marriage as an example, to put uh, my, our personalities into those two boxes dominance and passivity. I'll say my husband is more of the dominant one, i um, the one more passive, right? Based on our personalities, I want to do things now. I take time to process to get there. So because we're in a partnership, what we do is he has to tone down when he talks to me. And, again, communication is key. I keep communicating. Uh, You know, the way you talked to me yesterday, not at that moment, I really didn't like it. So he improves day after day. He talks to me, tones down, not with authority, tones down. He comes down to my level one, and I have to step up. You know, I'm being. You know, I need to process things. Yes, but I have to step up to do things more. And um, to just to add to that, uh, because women and men we speak different languages. Uh, so, for in you know, using us as an example, I'm more of a feelings person. He's a logic person. Boom, boom, boom. Do this, and I'm like, oh, I feel, and my husband can't understand. You feel, you won't facts, logic You know, numbers. You know, just give. It, and it's okay, just yesterday was asking me what percentage of grocery uh, went into pepper. I'm like, percentage? Why percentage? I'm like, oh, ah. okay, I'm coming. I went to the toilet, went to use the restroom. I stayed there for a little while punching. <laughs> so um, um, so it's a, it's a I said that to say this. Uh, he now, we are learning, we learned in this journey that he has to talk more of feelings for me to understand what he's saying. And I have to speak more logic, learn to speak more logic so it can get me. And just to give a brief example, I spoke to a senior person who is married, and we have similar, you know, relationship as well. She wanted to convince her husband to go to another country for three years because she had to go on a job. And to get her husband to understand, she did a PowerPoint presentation, which, no, I'm not joking, she showed me with charts, because that's the only way he could be convinced. He had to like, okay, see, so if we do this in three years, our kids will be this and that. that, that. That's the only way you can understand. So for each couple, just see what works for you. It might not be a PowerPoint.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Understand with passivity, dominance, all that stuff, it doesn't matter whether it's the, the man or the woman, when you read ephesians 5 it says submit to one another it's a partnership you're in this together work together know what your strengths and weaknesses are like they said know how to communicate each other work on that um man we're we're good that that was we got to be done that's but that's fantastic if you still have questions that we have not answered which i'm sure there are many we don't have the an- answer to all of them um please send an email um but also um there's certain things that are culturally bound we have to be careful not to put cultural weight on or biblical weight on cultural values sometimes like how things pan out what that looks like what that looks like in a culture where there's arranged marriages will look very different than in a North American culture and it's like and those things are fantastic there's not something broken there. It's just different. So let's make sure that we don't do that. Like, I love our church, which is very, very diverse. And, um, and so let's, let's keep that in mind as we process this. It's different for different people. So don't put biblical weight on cultural values. But remember that the biblical principles will stand no matter what the culture. Is that fair? Yes. All right, let's stand together. We love you all. Thank you so much. Can we thank the panel for... Uh, Wow. <laughs> Putting it out there. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna ask the, the panel to come down and, cro- and stand across the front as the band comes back and the chairs disappear and all that stuff. Um, we, in preparing for this, um, we've met a couple times as a panel. And the heart of these people for you is astounding. Um, like as we've prayed, as we've talked together and so on. And we would like, if, if you guys want, um, we want to take a moment as the team comes back and as we start with the worship, we want to have a chance to pray for you guys. Um, if there's anyone here that it's like there's certain things you're struggling with or there's things you're believing for breakthrough, maybe you're single and you're looking to be married and you want somebody to agree with you that someone's out there for your, to be your spouse. Maybe you're in a relationship and, it's, and you're struggling in certain things. What we want to do, and in, in, um, in this is a confidential kind of a thing, but invite folks to come forward and we're, we will pray and, and be very sensitive to how that happens. But let me pray for all of you first. And then we're we're going to go into worship. And as we go into worship, I just invite you, if you want prayer on any of those things, to feel free to come forward and, and we will pray for you. Hopefully that makes sense. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the wisdom that's contained in your word. God, I pray for every relationship in this room. First of all, God, I pray for people's relationship with you. God, that that would be strong, that that would be vibrant, that it would be meaningful. God, you love us. We've, we've we sung about it today. We've already talked about it, but God, you love us. And your love is perfect. And our relationship with you has the potential to be, be vibrant and strong. You're faithful. And God, there might be, be folks here that, that, Lord, they haven't had that experience. God, I pray that today would be a day when they could experience that for the very first time. And by coming forward, you can, you can ask whoever's here to, to be praying with you that if that's, if that's what you are desiring, that, that we will be happy to pray with you in that. And if you're here and, and, and God is, is, is uh, kind of stirring that in your heart, don't, uh, don't resist that. Just allow God to do what he wants to do. And God, I pray for everyone else, Lord, that, that's here, different phases of relationship, different seasons in life, God, you are able. You are sufficient. You, are, you care. Lord, you care deeply. So God, give us the vulnerability to be able to approach your throne and even to approach the front of this room with our needs, with our requests. Believe in God that you will meet us and you are more than able to meet those needs in Jesus' name. So this front is open if you want to come join us as the team leads us in worship.